up guys and welcome back to rotten potatoes podcast a podcast where four friends review movies that you absolutely should have seen right now or by now you should absolutely see them right now as well right now you stop listening pause this go watch it yeah pause this watch it and then every time we say it's a movie you should have seen pause it and watch it again <laughs> my name is tyler i'm here with uh three best friends that anybody could have yeah, I don't think we have introduced ourselves even one time this season until now. I'm Jake. That's correct. Zach. Mercutio. <laughs> it's because I'm the only one who like actually follows our formats, I feel like. You know, you know, we're, we're, we're three loose cannons. <laughs> Wild cards. And, and only and, one of us plays by the rules. And one yeah. anchor. <laughs> I'm the straight man yeah, and you really, guys are the... Yeah. If you think about it, you're the wild card. <laughs> That's true. You're the outlier. <laughs> but I don't know that that qualifies as a wild card because if it's predictable, it's therefore not wild in my mind. I'd like you know. to think too that someone is going to pick up this episode not having listened to our last episode and be like, why did he call himself Mercutio? This is where we, this is our jumping off point. People are going to be like, oh, okay, I kind of heard about this podcast. It's got some buzz and I love the notebook, you know, and then yeah. we're going to get probably like a hundred thousand listens. At this least, one. Yeah. And nobody's going to know who you are. If you don't know who Mercutio is, it's one of the characters in um, 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> that I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's what I remember. Yeah. It's what I recall. Well, how's so, it going, guys? It's going well. <laughs> yeah? It was a good week. <laughs> yeah? I'm predicting that I'll have a good week by the time this episode airs. <laughs> <laughs> Can you... I'll uh, report back by next week. Yeah. <laughs> you just, like, when... Uh, when we release the episode, maybe you could just post a story being like, you know what? It was a bad week, actually. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. But hey, um, what, whatever happened to all the, the memes that you guys were posting on our Insta? I just, I got a job, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't you I, always have a job? Yeah, but then I realized that that's a lot of time. Mm. Uh, the Photoshop takes a lot of time. <laughs> and there's, it's, we don't have like a, a wide variety or a wide array of pictures of ourselves. So <laughs> I kept using the same pictures. Should we try to like hire a like intern to run it for us? Yeah. Yeah. I'll put Echo's name in the, in the running for that. <laughs> yeah. You just have to get like a dog friendly keyboard. Yeah. Do we have any geckos that listen to this? <laughs> I, I, I think just Dan. That might pick up on that joke. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I got over it. Are you, do you miss it? Should I bring it back? I think, I think we need it. We need the people need the content. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't content enough. No. Can you you talk to my bosses and get them to give me a day off and then I'll, I'll work on it. Just one day off. off Every day is the day off. But then I get fired. (laughs) If I'm like, Hey, I didn't come to any meetings that I didn't talk to anybody, but I have, I have meetings that I have to go to every day. Pretty much. I have at least one meeting a day, except for Fridays. What about Saturdays and Sundays? I got, so I got you have three days going. off. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, where's the content, Jake? <laughs> you know yeah, what? how about this, Scott? How I about apologize. you start doing the Photoshop? You don't want me to do the Photoshop. <laughs> I do. I yeah. want to see what that looks like. Right. In my mind, the worse it is, the funnier it is. So either it's going to be funnier to me or you're going to spend more time to spite so, me and it's going to be better. Win-win. Serious uh, question. I have an app on my phone that I can do Photoshop, but it looks horrendous. Perfect. Should I just start doing that? It takes like two minutes. Absolutely do that. All right. Then I can keep doing it. You know, (laughs) just look absolutely terrible. And you know what we'll do is we'll send you selfies throughout the week. So you'll have that would help a lot. Yeah. Just yes. just text us whenever you need a selfie. And the rule is we have to take the selfie right, right then. then. Like, no okay. matter what as we're wearing. As soon as we see it, we have to just go to the photo, take a picture. You're like it. my Nexium slaves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's in reference to, but yeah. Master, can I was I, hoping you guys have watched that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd be like, Master, can I please, can I have some more calories for today? <laughs> what is this? Oh, it's a, it's a documentary. Uh, well, it, it's a, it's a doc, there was a documentary about this Nexium cult that uh, came up. There are actually two documentaries. Oh, this oh, is really? the one with the girl from Smallville. It's, yeah, yeah, it's called I The Vow. Um, and this just happened. Like two years ago, like the guy's yeah. still wait, awaiting sentencing. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, it's wild. If you haven't seen it and you have HBO, I think it's worth checking out. Also, there's one on, uh, stars. There was a doc, stars did a documentary about the same thing, but from a little bit different angle. Okay. Theirs is all following the, the famous mother. The fam- oh, oh, Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zeta Jones uh, started this this cult. That no, it sense. it follows the mother's experience of trying to get her daughter out of it. Gotcha. Okay. And like the, the princess. Yeah, and uh, it also features, which I thought was cool. You remember there was a guy in the vow that was like the director type guy that was like Ket- yeah, Mark Vicente. Mark Vicente. So he uh, like actually bailed from it and helped to get uh, some of these people out. Mm-hmm. And so that gets covered in the stars one. When oh, he bailed cool. from from Nexium. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I knew that. I thought you meant he bailed like bailed on the documentary and tried to get people off for being a Nexium. I was like, that's crazy. No, 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 no. Okay. He he bailed on Nexium and yeah, then yeah. was him and his wife were like a big deal in getting it all shut down. I've been um over the past like year and a half like growing my hair out. If uh you don't know who I am and you're listening to this podcast, um, and while watching The Vow, whenever I see Keith Rainier, I'm like, man, my hair looks like his. Oh, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I think it looks Mine like looks his. way more like Keith Rainier than yours <laughs> no, does. No, Zach's so. is much straighter, which is what he had going <laughs> oh, on. Oh, okay. I should be him for Halloween. <laughs> you should. I actually really like that. But anyway, you should definitely go watch The Vow on HBO or this other one on Stars. You should the- shave the sides of your head and have a mullet. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the big takeaway from the vow. Hone your, hone your inner kefir from uh, Stand By Me. Thanks for that note, Scott. <laughs> I will do that. Well, if you couldn't tell from uh, the audio intro, we're doing the notebook today as we continue through Dan and Athena Appreciation Month. I think we would have been better served using a different scene because people aren't really going to know what that one is, you know? Because of all the rain. Yeah. <laughs> How loud that it was. was. I put my headphones on. I was like, oof. Yeah, sorry everyone for that had to sit through that. It's just one of the more like iconic moments. Oh, absolutely. I was yeah. joking. Yeah. Oh, Jake, did you have any shout outs you were supposed to do again? Like weren't you supposed to shout out like the green kids or something? Uh, did I don't that know. ever happen? I think I did. I think I named them all. 
Okay. In yeah. an episode. Aren't you supposed to shout out River Phoenix every episode too? Yeah, I realized that we'd stopped doing that and I was like, it, it's worse to call attention to it again. Yeah. But sorry. We did it, you know? We did it again. So River Phoenix is unfortunately still there. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately not in this film. Yeah. Despite our best efforts. <laughs> Despite our <laughs> he's still dead. Yeah. Well, we'll keep trying. Rest not in peace because we we need you back, River. Yeah, just just rest not, River. <laughs> rest oh, not. Oh gosh. Oh man. Well, this movie uh was uh directed by uh Nick Cassavetes and written by Jeremy Levin uh based on uh, Nicholas Sparks adaptation released June 25th 2004 uh the other guys gave it a 53% which seems what shockingly low to me 53 yeah what, that's crazy was is that the audience score or the critic score no that was the critic score i'm pretty sure i'll i'll, I'll or do you want to go check it? No, or? you you okay. can. Yeah, I'll go check it. Uh, yeah, Scott pulled. I would these. have never guessed that it was that low. That's bonkers. Scott pulled. Because I remember it being me. super low, and I went and checked it again when I did it. Uh, IMDb gave this a seven point eight. That uh, seems more right. Yeah, it did a hundred and seventeen million in box office on a twenty nine million dollar budget, and received no Academy Award nominations. Hmm. Yeah, fifty three percent. Wow crazy in a 50 i think i see like a 52 metacritic 53 metacritic 53 jeez yeah i thought people liked this movie me too yeah me too me three i guess i had like 92 percent of google users like it there we go (laughs) like you got all those android folks uh i don't trust android folks though i don't either uh the anytime i see a green bubble show up yeah i'm like oh no i I can't can't. what if they don't have an android what if they're just on a flip phone still but mm. most of the time, it's because they're on Android. Mm. Most of the world is broken up into. When we say uh, Android, iPhone. we mean non-Apple. Yeah, that's really yeah, what. Any non. Yeah. Oh, so like the the Windows Phone, you're not about it. It's no. like Android to us is like saying PC. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's just become like uh, culturally synonymous with. It's like uh like Gentile. It's just not Jewish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like Gentile might have meant something specific at some point, but at this point, it's just not Jewish. Just less than. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, I nominated this movie. I love it. Um, I remember I saw it for the first time with my mom in theaters. Uh, I think I I had either... It was... It could have been... uh, (laughs) What are you laughing about? I'm just picturing Tyler and and Liz just seeing some side boob, just kind of like... Yeah. Giving each other like, yeah, nice. No, that did not happen. <laughs> but we both cried quite a bit. And it was just the two of us. It was like a matinee showing. Like it was summer break. And I guess my brother didn't want to go. And uh, but we both really loved the movie. And uh, I've seen it a handful of times since then. What year was this again? Uh, 2004. Okay. What, what movie did your brother see instead? I don't think he went to the movie. I think he just oh, stayed I home. He was just like, I'm going to watch Law Abiding Citizen. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I gotcha. think he just stayed home. Um, he stayed home and he watched a law abiding citizen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But who were, uh, who are our late bloomers on this one? I think just, just me. Jake. Okay. This is a movie that I, well, I was nine years old when this came out and I grew up in a house full of sisters. And so like they liked the movie, but I was a nine year old boy and I was like gross romance movie, never watching this. Uh, and then I just, 
Was that never, literally your thought process? Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> like, you if know, it's not law-abiding citizen, I'm yeah, not interested. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it's just like like a dumb nine-year-old. And so I went into this movie, I think, not expecting to like it for no reason because I had really no reason to think that. I'd seen bits and pieces of it on the TV, like walking through the house. I really liked it. I, I was shocked at how much I liked it. Mm. What, uh, Scott, you and uh, Zach, you guys were had seen this before yeah scott what would you think watching it again yeah i mean i i love this movie it's a classic for me it's one of the few movies i actually own oh i don't own that many movies i have almost no hard copies of anything i do have like the dark knight trilogy on on dvd but this is one of the ones i own digitally through uh i think i actually bought it originally on xbox so that'd be microsoft oh so you have like your your microsoft account that's how you you need your notebook fix yeah okay. <laughs> it's that and i own both of anchorman and anchorman 2 and i don't remember if i own anything else of all the things to make the cut anchorman 2 so i i think i own six movies <laughs> three of them and are, one are of them Batman. are anchorman 2 <laughs> yeah. yeah i think i just had a hankering one time and i was like I'm just going to buy it. Hank Hank for Anchorman. <laughs> a hankering for Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a hankering for Anchorman. <laughs> we all have it. We Scott's, all have it from time Scott's to time. Broken, <laughs> We're really just laughing at how hard Scott's laughing. Scott is literally this. grabbing his stomach. <laughs> Oh man, it, it tickled me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So now that anchoring for anchorman, you know, now that we're, when we wrap this up, you're just going to fulfill your anchorman anchoring. Just go watch it. I'm going to have to watch that tonight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, Zach, yeah. you had seen this movie before. Is this one of the six movies that you own? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, where does anchorman fall on that? List? <laughs> I don't have anchorman, but Do I you have anchorman too. I have Zoolander. And I have Zoolander too. Oh, okay, so you have two Lander. I've yeah, never I've seen two, two Lander. I didn't see it either. It's I not watched great. half of it. It was it was bad. Um, yeah, I've seen this movie before. Uh, I think I also watched it for the first time with my mom. Um, uh, and then I'd seen it maybe once or twice after that too. Uh, but I was pretty young. Like I was a young impressionable high school boy when I saw this. Um, so now that I'm older and hardened by life i was worried that uh that i wouldn't into your life (laughs) i was worried that i it wouldn't hold the same charm maybe that it did back then um and i still really love this movie yeah Uh, i think i cried like three times watching it um i i is there like a specific part that got you more than others um three of them yeah but i mean yeah three specific parts probably (laughs) what parts are those i mean uh, do we want to get into that now? Yeah, we can do it. I mean, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, well, I was I was going to say real quick, I think I texted you, Tyler, like right after I finished this movie. Like this movie is not like, like you don't watch it and it's just like, oh, like chef kiss cinema. Like this is, you know, this is cinema kind of movie. Right. But it, 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 it perfectly accomplishes what it sets out to do, which is just be this great engaging romance movie. I think it like as much as I liked the movie and I think that like there are so many things that are romantic in a movie or in a story that are just so not. And like if, if, if somebody told me that this was their life, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like this romance, I don't think is in actuality that romantic. Like he had nothing in the middle of the movie and he was just going to drink himself to death and like make furniture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's uh, not the- a healthy life. 
No. I don't think that was supposed to be glorified, though. Yeah, I guess. But I, I like thinking about it afterwards. Like I really enjoyed that movie, and like thinking about it when I was watching the movie. Like, oh yeah, that's like he's so dedicated. But then I was like, oh, that's not great. You know? <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. I don't. It's not trying to say like this is a healthy individual. Like it's it's saying that he like loved her so much. Like I don't understand your point. I just this. don't think that that's that romantic. To like, I think it's it's a bordering on creepy that he is that <laughs> like in in real life. If you were to tell me okay, I'm 20, how old is he supposed to be? Like 26 sure. years old. I'm still hung up on a girl I dated for two months when I was 17. Yeah, I, I see your point. Like maybe it's a little pathetic. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I see your point. Yeah, they, then they, uh, I guess manipulate you, maybe is the wrong word, trick you into, like like that wasn't an issue for me. And when you say it in that, like just layman terms, like I understand your point and I you agree with that, but like watching the movie, that that's not coming across my mind. Yeah, my if mind I is, agree. 100%. It's one of the things that you look past because you're invested in it yourself, yeah. right? Kind of like a couple episodes ago when we talked about Harry Met Sally. Like mm -hmm. we talked about the thing at the end, yeah. Like how like we didn't, you guys didn't even really notice it or think anything of it. I think it's the same thing with this. Like, yeah. If it happened in real life, you'd be like, "What the heck?" I think uh, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams do a lot of service to this movie because I think if you had had two lesser actors doing it, it, it would have been harder to buy into these characters in this story. Wasn't uh, Tom Cruise considered for the role at one point? He was. So originally uh, Steven Spielberg was who um, had first really like picked up interest in the script and was going to make it. And he wanted uh, Tom Cruise was in, was talking with Tom Cruise to play Noah and uh, Nick Cassavetes, the director, when he ended up getting the project, said that Ryan Gosling was his one and only choice because, quote, he was unknown and not handsome. That's so crazy. That's, yeah. <laughs> that almost makes me upset. Uh, yeah, and part of me feels like he didn't deserve Ryan Gosling. He didn't. But I love, it's almost kind of like he played himself because this movie made Ryan Gosling the, like, heartthrob that he is. Oh, yeah, totally. A hundred percent. I took some personal offense to that, I think, because uh, Ryan Gosling is probably my biggest man crush. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's hard for him not to be. And that's yeah. that's like a that's a good man crush to have. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like mine. Mine is Timothy Oliphant. And I feel like I take some flack for it. But <laughs> I stand by it. Deservedly you know? so. Like you don't choose who you love. That's yeah, true. that's yeah. fair. <laughs> you kind of do. Yeah? yeah. Scott, who's your man crush? My man crush? Yeah, celebrity, um, celebrity man crush. Wait, yeah. deservedly so for Timothy Oliphant? He's handsome, he's charming, he's funny. <laughs> like, what more do you want? I think it's no surprise that mine is uh, JGL. Yeah. It's no surprise to any of our listeners. Scott's still thinking. I don't think he's going to come up with it. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he's, he's fighting the urge to say himself. <laughs> I can see it behind his eyes. Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith is actually a great choice. It is a good choice. I know him better than he knows himself. <laughs> Will, Smith, Will Smith is good. Um, Gerard Butler. I like his accent. <laughs> I think more than one name is too many at this point, you know? Gerard Butler? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he just really okay. likes 300. <laughs> no. P.S. That, I that love is you. Gerard Butler. No, it, it's, I love you is good. it's uh law abiding citizen. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I watched it every day when I was Jamie nine Fox. years old. <laughs> just everyone who's in law abiding yeah. citizen. <laughs> I don't know any other people from law abiding citizen. I don't remember law abiding citizen at all. 
I've only seen it once. I definitely remember the movie. I don't think I can name anyone else who's in it, though. Just those two. So uh, the notebook, Jake, what? uh, uh, Oh, Zach, you were you were just talking about, though, the the something about like film that you wouldn't think about this as like a really great film. Yeah, like I think if someone said like, what's like an amazing film, like uh, like if I want to like kind of get into like the art of film, like what what would you recommend or like what changed the game? And obviously this isn't that. Yeah. But like it just, I, I like I don't think, except for one, I do have like kind of an issue with it, but we'll wait to get into that. But other than this aspect of it, um, I think it just, it does what it sets out to do really well. Yeah. I don't think it really fails anywhere. You yeah. Know? Scott, do you want to give us, I know it's my movie, but uh, I really want to hear it from you. Can you give us the TLDR of this movie? Sure. A kid falls in love with a girl who just moved to town at the first time he sees her, tries to get her to date him. She refuses. She ends up eventually doing it. They fall in love. She moves away. She thinks it's over. It's not really over. It was never over. They end he up wrote getting together. Letters. <laughs> that was, uh. They end up getting together. She gets dementia. <laughs> Stories now told from the future. Could you Re- be any more bored about this? TLDR done. Could you be any more bored about this? I know. I was. I was going to say we can now officially stop clowning on Zach for being unenthused or not energetic enough. It's definitely Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of the story told from the future, <clears throat> that was. I, I'm not going to call it a miss. Like I didn't have a problem with it, but I don't. It didn't do anything for me. It didn't work for me because like, I feel like there was supposed to be this mystery. Like, Oh, who, who is this old man? But immediately I was like, Oh, that's him. That's him. And that's her. Like, yeah. So I was going to wait till we kind of got into like what, what doesn't work for this movie for us. And that is it for me too. I don't like that. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't think it really adds much to this movie at all. Um, if anything, I felt like those were the slowest parts. I felt like the dialogue in those parts were a little like cheesy um, I didn't necessarily find the ending romantic. Uh, I, I felt like the movie just would have been better if it was just the story. Like, like I didn't feel like that needed to be a part of the story and I actually really like James Garner narrating. I think he's like perfect as the narrator. I just don't want to see him as old Noah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's a take for sure. I I'll say for me, at least like that's the, the ending is the part where I ugly cry every time I watch it. Really love it. Absolutely love it. I think like in a way, like I don't think they needed to do this whole flash forward, whatever. Like I think in a way they could have like just done like, Oh, this is the end of our lives because like it, it kind of, it completes the whole story. Right. Like in a way. So like, I didn't hate necessarily the ending, I guess, but I, so, so many movies you see, you don't, like you're not left wondering like why didn't we see them old like we didn't complete the story <laughs> no yeah, but i guess but they had such like a, a like a tumultuous relationship that it, it you might almost be left wondering at the end like oh well they did got they together stay? but did it work out like he, you see their life you know i feel like they're so like at least noah is so smitten over her that like i feel like by the end of it there'd be no question that they stay together you know here's yeah. here's the thing though that you've got to remember this movie is called the notebook like Scott's synopsis like leaves out a, probably the most important part of the plot. The The plot of this movie is that an old woman and an old man have a romance of the ages, but she can't remember it anymore. And so every time he tells her the story, she every comes day. back to him. It's interesting that you would call that the plot because like if, if you were to tell me, Oh, what's the notebook about? 
I wouldn't, I would like Scott not even bring up the flashback. I think the way that it's, I haven't read the book because this is based on a, on a book. Um, but the way that it's presented in the movie, like you don't know that that's an aspect of the movie until the very end. And so it kind of feels a little tacked on at the end and it feels like it's not necessary to, to what we see with young Noah and young Allie. Yeah, I guess it's just not the, like the story that you're attaching to is not the story that they tried to tell. So then I would say that like, that's maybe one of the issues, like maybe integrate that aspect a little bit more into the movie. Maybe if it was a little closer, like half and half, but it feels very like 10% old, 90% young. So to me, it's just like, just say less better, cut that part out, you know? And, and, I think- and maybe it's, it's a little bit more developed in the book. Yeah, I haven't read the book either. I guess I just didn't experience the the lacking that you guys are saying like, that you I, felt like I it was lacking. Like Jake had said off air, he was just like, yeah, I, after the movie, I was like wondering why is it even called The Notebook? And then Scott and I were just like, yeah, we've never even thought about why. Like we didn't really have answers. And I feel like that is not like a great like it's a, point it, for the movie. It's an know? indictment. Well, for sure. I, yeah. I never thought of it, but I think if someone would have asked me, why is it called the notebook? I would have been able to tell them. Well, like I think that was the place I was in too, but like, I was just like that notebook wasn't that important, you know? Yeah. To the movie where you like, you gotta like almost think about it. Like, Oh, it's called the notebook. Oh yeah. He's, he's reading out of a handwritten journal. Notebook. Also, I think I just kind of took a little bit of issue with like it. And I don't know, maybe this is just like too off tangent or like unimportant, but it feels a little selfish what old man Noah is doing because he's like subjecting his wife to like a lot of stress every time he he does it. (laughs) Like, Is he doing this every day? Like she's freaking out and like stress is not great for the body, especially when you're that old, like it triggers a heart attack. And the doctors are like, look, man, it doesn't work. And he's like, but like... You're just a doctor. What do you know? <laughs> yeah. it was, like, it was, it's, it's worked once or twice before. I don't. She remembered for about five minutes. I don't think that's out of character for Noah period though. Like that's kind of how Noah is as a character. Like I feel like that's just, it's not old Noah. That's young Noah too. Maybe, but I, maybe I would just hope that he'd grow up a little bit. Like, <laughs> it just seems like really selfish. But I, I do feel like we're bagging on the 10%. And it's, it, it's going to come off like we don't like, we both liked this movie. Yeah. Other I than that, it. like, I just, I love everything. Like all young Noah, all young Allie. I love it all. I really like it. Yeah. It was like watching the movie. I didn't I'd be getting another thing. Just ages of people always get me where she's like, I had no idea they were in high school. So she's like, oh, I'm taking this class and this class. And then I have to go to Sarah Lawrence. One thing that I, I, maybe I get hung up too much on this in movies, but like when I look at the actors or actresses and I never think about what age they're supposed to be. They just, what age they look like. And then I'm like, Oh, these kids are in high school. I had no idea until mm. Rachel McAdams or until, uh, Allie is talking. She's like, Oh, I'm taking this class and this class. And then I want to go to Sarah Lawrence in New York. And I was like, Oh, these are high school kids. Yeah. I thought they were like early twenties, you know, like adults. Yeah. Which was always a little weird for me, but you know, well, and he had a job, so that's true. He was working at a lumber mill in high school, I guess. Which I feel like back in the 40s was a lot more common, like a lot more typical, like for like especially boys to like not finish high school and yeah, just start high school working. was kind of like college. Yeah. Yeah. Um where they would just like, yeah, dropped out and went to work, especially like this type of area in that era. 
Like it was either the lumber mill or the coal mines or, you know, and I'd rather work at a lumber mill than a coal mine. <laughs> oh yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But, uh, yeah, Scott, what about you? What, like, what were there any things about this that really worked for you or really didn't work? I mean, I, I like the back and forth between the present and the past. Uh, I do like old Noah and Ellie. Um, I think it shows, excuse me. I think it shows, uh, their continuation, like it, it never failed, like over time, even through the difficulties. I mean, I think you do have to question that a little bit, given how everything started. And uh, I don't know. I, I like it all. I like the whole movie. <laughs> I was thinking about it just now and not to beat a dead horse on this, but I think also it's almost talking down to the audience. That segment with like, so hey, like, oh, mom's looking good today. Like, like it was a review. I know that that's her mother. Like, stop, stop treating me like a child. I understand what's happening. I'm not stupid. Granted, I was a child when I first saw it. I was 14, but I was totally caught off guard. Really? Yeah. I the whole time I was like, just like, why are you beating around the bush so much? And maybe it's maybe it's because like at this point I've seen a lot of like flashback movies. I, I can't think of anything in particular, but I just I feel like it's been done a bunch of times. Maybe it hadn't. Yeah, and I don't before. think I don't think the Notebook was like the pioneer of like nonlinear storytelling, you know, no, That's no, true. It but it, it, it was like, like the, like the big surprise yeah. coming at the end. I was like, it's not a surprise. I agree. Like I, I felt like it was a little heavy handed yeah. and I feel like the strengths of this movie lie in like the two main characters in their romance together. And I guess you could say like this, the ending part, like that whole aspect is that, but for me, it felt like they were kind of trying to like pull out this trick, like, uh, like, bet you didn't see this coming and it was just like no what works about the movie is just the straightforward story of this like this like very old-fashioned straightforward like narrator everything like story of it yeah i mean i don't know that i agree with you but i don't disagree with you sure, either sure. yeah um what uh what do you think like so zach you had mentioned like just cut out all of the i think it would have been good if it just started when like james garner starts telling the story to old Allie. Like when we first see them, j yeah, just cut out all the old people, but keep James Garner. Uh, <laughs> why is that funny? Just cut out, all, just the cut out all the old people. Cut I just want out. young, nubile faces. That's something that I've heard Zach say a lot. <laughs> like he's, he's working at the hospital and he's like, just get rid of the old people. Yeah, just all Why the are they wasting people? my time? How would you have ended it? Um, like where does it end? I'm trying to remember where the young, like where the young... Noah and Allie's story ends. I'm trying to remember. It kind of ends. Um, I think like they've gotten together and they finally, cause like she at the end leaves him after they get back together again briefly. And then she comes back. It ends with her coming back with her luggage basically. That's and, right. and then it like shows like photo albums from their life. And then it goes to old people. I'm, I don't know how I would end it, but I feel like it wouldn't be too hard to think of an ending or even if it like was just, just Tickle me and, and try. Well, what's your ending? Please don't tickle him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just like maybe uh, like just showing like a day in the life of their lives together on like in his house that he remodeled and maybe like the last like scene we see is them paddling out on the river again. Like they've like kind of integrated that into their like daily life. Something like that. I don't know. Speaking of the house and to get away from the old people, what a crazy dream for a 17 year old kid to have. I'm just, I'm going to buy this house and I'm going to remodel it and I'm going to live in it. Like I never would have thought that as a 17 year old, I never would have looked at a house and be like, yeah, 
you well, also you weren't other dirt poor. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> or like a poor Southern boy, like that. Interesting. Might... Am I? Did I reveal my privilege? You did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can take that out. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was watching, I was like, man, what a what an interesting kid. But I guess that's uh, that's more on me. Well, what, you know, what like a that quirky little this boy. Is a long yeah. time ago, where like kids weren't like stuck with like electronics and all that kind of like. It was like working, getting married, and having a house was like the thing you did. Yeah, it was kind of it for life, man. Yeah, but they did get to <laughs> they got to play music on their porch and do weird dances. It's true. But did you do you remember when she's like, "Oh, that was fun." I haven't seen a movie in years. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just they do so many. I mean, this is just dumb kid things. They lie down in the middle of the street. I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be a short movie, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> I love that about this movie. I love the the like. I felt like in contrast to like 10 things I hate about you where it's like nothing that normal teenagers would do. Uh, this was all like things that normal teenagers kind of do for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Um, like, like climbing up on top of a Ferris wheel and hanging down until yeah. a girl agrees to go out with you. Exactly. Which Who I hasn't also, done that? Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't super <laughs> cool on that part where I was like, dude, just leave her alone for a minute. You know, like try again another day. <laughs> Don't just let her take your pants off on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about though. That's sort of like on brand for Noah. Like he's just very, he's just very selfish. Like he's very, he wants what he wants. He wants what he wants. Yeah. That's a good point. He's uh, a very like single track minded person. Um, I also really liked actually the road scene. Like it was. Him. Oh, I'm not saying I didn't like it, but okay. I was like, I was clinched. I was like, oh, these kids are going to get hit by a car. You, <laughs> That's why she has to genuinely think they'd get hit by a car. No, but it just, it's something about, maybe I'm getting old, but it's something about me. It's like, get off the street. Get up. Get up you're going to die. <laughs> I, uh, recreated that, uh, with my girlfriend when I was 15 years old. Did you really? Yeah. Life. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, you can't even see stars here though like, <laughs> what were you doing you're just looking they at were the, staring at the street light oh you're they didn't right. look at stars in they the were like the street lights yeah so we were it wasn't uh it wasn't on like a road that had street lights uh it had stop signs but oh, that's uh, more dangerous less lit yeah, so, <laughs> but no they had street lamps so we were oh, looking okay. at like we were just looking at the street lamps not the red green blue like traffic lights Red, green, blue, blue. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't have blue traffic lights. <laughs> Yellow, yeah, blue for slow down. <laughs> well, I think we just better the tires slow down. There, <laughs> oh man, sorry. That was uh, like I deal a lot with lighting and like red, green, blue are primary colors, and so that's what all like uh, light fixtures are based on is RGB, red, green, blue. Blue's not a primary color, uh, isn't it? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Green is green blue and is yellow. Not. My bad. Green is not. Correct. Okay. I'm red, sorry. Not red, primary blue, colors, but is what all color mixing is based off of in lighting is uh -huh. red, green, blue. So my brain just kind of took over. That's all right. Question, why did, and maybe we have to edit this out or not, depending on how good this conversation goes. Why is green go and red stop and yellow slow? I don't know. Like red, red is like very noticeable. And so if you need to stop, it's more important. Like it's the first color your eye sees. Is did the red waves like travel faster than I think so. green waves or something? Red waves are uh, higher frequency. I think well, they don't move faster, but they're higher frequency. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. But <laughs> here's wanna, a better question. Leave that in the podcast? I think leave it in. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. Why is blue not the color for slow? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you know, when things get cold, when things get cold, out. they get blue. When things are blue, like when things are cold, they move slower. Oh, yeah, it exactly. Yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'd say we change it. Yeah, I think yellow is a, a bigger, bigger question because green is like opposite of red, right? They're like clashing colors. Yeah, green is just like I don't know. Maybe they're, it's because they're of traffic, opposite like on good. on the the color wheel, though. Yeah, this is nothing to do with the notebook. <laughs> But they're opposite on the color wheel, so it makes sense because you want that contrast for go and stop. Okay. So green makes sense. Why yellow over blue? Yeah. yeah. No sense. But you know what else? Why uh, sit in the middle of the road and watch yeah. them at all? Why get engaged to a man that you don't love? You know? <laughs> Big issues <laughs> I, I have with I think she did these. love him. Wait, no. Maybe. I want to hear this. So elaborate on that, Jake. So, like, I think that clearly, like, she wasn't over Noah, and I think she started dating uh, Westworld guy. I forget his name. James, uh, James Marsden. Cyclops. Yeah. He, um, she starts dating him. I think just because she's like, I, it's not happening. I need to move on, but I don't think she was ever sold on it. And like, that's why she comes back to Noah in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like the reason why I kind of don't like them is because of how they treat other people. I think they're both selfish and like to both of them, all's that matters really is that they have their romance and that they're happy. So, uh, if you're in the same situation and you're engaged to someone that you're not sure if you love, are you saying that you would then not go back and end up with the person that you love, hoping you have a happy life and you know what stay I stay with that person for the other person's sake? You know what I would do is <laughs> I would not get engaged to that person if I had doubts. Yeah, that's fair. Because like that, yeah. Like I don't think she realized she had doubts. Yeah, I don't think she realized she had doubts either. I think that... Like, what caused the the thought in her mind was seeing the house built in the newspaper. Like, oh, he's been thinking of me this and, whole time. And, yeah, and keep... Yeah, exactly. Keep in mind that she thinks that he just didn't write to her ever. Like, yeah. that he just dropped her. That's true. <clears throat> I guess I didn't think... Of, I guess in my mind, knowing that this is a romance movie... I'm like, they're going to get together. Yeah. So I... Maybe I projected onto her that she was still in love with him the whole time and not... Um, and not moved on because that's what like kind of sets it off. Like she sees the house in the newspaper, mm-hmm. and it's the way that she had said she would design it. Right? Well, yeah, she, he, yeah, he had kind of had said like what he wanted for the house, and then she said, "Well, what about me?" And then she gave some input, and he did those things too, mm-hmm. right? And it was seen in the picture, like the wraparound porch, and so yeah. that's when she, she was like, "Oh, white house with blue shutters and a wraparound porch." I need to go see. If there's something there. And and she says too in like James uh James Garner's uh old Noah's uh narration, um, he says when they get together, uh Allie and Lon, that uh it surprised her how quickly she fell in love with him. So I think she did. I think she loved both men. Mm-hmm. So then I guess it was is just Noah that's selfish the whole time because of how he again treats the war widow. I don't how, think I like know them. How is that selfish? Because he's in love and he's he's not telling her. And then eventually she's like, you, you're never going to love me. Right. And then I, he's like, no. Okay. I want to hear if you guys take Jake's side in this or my side. I took that as they, they are both just kind of using each other. They're both kind of passing time with each other because she is a war widow. She misses her husband and she doesn't want to be lonely. But to me, it seems like she wants more than that. Like when they're talking and she's trying to make plans and she's trying to do things with him and he's just not having it. Maybe. I I definitely took it as they were using each other as well. I I think think I took it more Jake's way, but I definitely, I think it was like a mutual using, but I think she, 
you see there are little hints of things where it seems like she does want it to be more than that and he doesn't yeah, yeah. i think i kind of took it it's actually a scene that i really like when she wants to meet um Alan. oh yeah <clears throat> that was a, another reason why i thought she really loved him was because she wanted to see it and she wanted like it's just, like how can i compete with this like this is i want him but I can't compete with her. I guess I almost kind of took it as like they both knew that they lost the loves of their lives, but now he has her back. And right. so almost kind of like in the same way of just like, it, almost like it would, it would be a glimpse of like her getting to have her love back. She wanted to see his love. Like yeah. The love of his life. I That's the way I kind of took it. Like do, don't, doesn't she stay and have dinner with them? She stays the whole day. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Like day. I feel like if she like truly loved Noah and was feeling like she's being used by him. She wouldn't just stay and hang out with them the whole day, you know. Like to me, she seems really okay with the fact that like now they're not going to be dating anymore, and that Noah's going to be with Allie. I, I maybe not really okay. I think she there is a forlornness in her, but sure. I think that I I agree with you like, that it's more so that she is happy for. Exactly. And it wasn't her idea to stay. Allie invited her to stay. That's true. Yeah, but she was like she could have said it. no. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I I didn't like how she was treated in particular. I, I you know, I will I will say a little bit like Noah does come across like very cold with her. Yeah. And so yeah, like he probably could have treated her a little bit better. Yeah, I think there was for sure some mutual using uh, I guess we'll say, but I think it was more more on his end than hers. Sure. Yeah, that's probably fair. Uh Zach, anything's in particular that like favorite favorite parts or like things that really worked for you or things that really didn't work for you? Um, I already kind of said the only part that doesn't really work for me very well is the old people part. Um, other than that, I like pretty much everything about the rest of the movie. Yeah. Just cut out all the old people. Yeah. Cut out mm -hmm. the old people. That's but, how he feels about most movies. As so. That's the motto for this podcast. Cut out the old people. <laughs> um, that's why Dan's not allowed to be on. <laughs> yeah. He can't never, be, yeah. he can't be in the room with the four of us. Yeah. Just like, you know, like one-on-one, -on -one, he can talk to us. Right, right. I just Never prefer it. I, I don't even let him look me in the eye when he's talking to me. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So like, why couldn't this have been how do you an not, email? How do you not let him look you in the eye? I, I tell him not to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I yell at him. <laughs> how dare you make that? So he does it. try. <laughs> he tries, yeah. And then you yell. And what do you, does every he always... Now, does every, he always look away? Yeah. Oh, so he's He looks just down so, every time. He's very submissive you don't, to you. You don't do that? <laughs> yeah. To Dan? No. Oh, dude, Dan's my out. friend. Oh, but I enjoy having <laughs> no power. Scott. Scott, Dan, not Danny. <laughs> yeah, oh. we're not talking about Danny. Oh, the HR guy. Yeah, yeah, we're, oh, we're, okay. we're talking it. about that guy with one foot in the grave. Oh, <laughs> forty-year-old Dan Green. <laughs> um, is it considered doxing to say the whole name? I think is so. Okay? We've done it. You did it. Scott's to, done it so you many did it times. To Tommy. Courtney. Yeah, you did it to Tommy. That's true. That's true. There are 40 people listening to this. <laughs> uh, okay. And Scott's docs Dan so many times at this point. So for Maybe. sure, for sure. Anyways, um, <clears throat> I think my favorite part of the movie, I, I really like it. Like the part of this movie that pulls in my heartstrings the most is when Allie comes back. Mm. When, once she's seen the house and she comes back to, to the town and they spend that like, one or two days together. Um, I think it's a really interesting point of the story and a really interesting dynamic between them two where it's like they have that unspoken like history together, but 
they're kind of having to like relearn how to interact with each other. Yeah. You know, I thought there was a very funny part in that where like she comes and she's about to leave and then she just drives over a fence. And like, if she had her way, she would have just left. And I like to imagine him later if it didn't work out just thinking like why did she just come to break my fence and drive <laughs> off yeah and then i never saw her again so yeah. when he breaks her fence uh earlier in the movie that's payback <laughs> no 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 it was a fluke it, it wasn't supposed to happen oh really yeah the driver just kind of lost control and took out the perfectly good fence that's pretty funny and they just left it in they were like yeah i guess it kind of works my favorite oh. part was all the old scenes. I wish they would have cut out all the young scenes. Oh, so the movie was just like 15, 20 minutes? And it was just, what's his name? No, he actually, it's just, it's a whole video of him just sitting there narrating the entire Oh, thing. so he's just reading just, her. It's an audio book, but it's instead, <laughs> but it's a video. You get to see him. What's his name? What's the actor's name? Uh, Garner. You just get James to see Garner. James Garner just sitting there reading it out of the notebook. Yeah. Yeah, that's better. Can we do that? <laughs> it's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid uh, choice. I I was gonna say my absolute favorite scene is when he's rowing her in the boat for the very first time. Oh yeah, because I think that scene's really cool. Um, it's a really pretty scene to watch. And then obviously when they get back, that's when the storm happens, and then that's when they they finally the, the classic connect. Why didn't you write to me? Scene. Yeah. yeah, that's obviously when I'm when I'm crying. The uh, the I'm sorry, Jake. Real quick. Go, go. Um, so to like prepare for this role for like, I think it was like two or three months, uh, Ryan Gosling moved to Charleston and rode that river every morning. That's really cool. Yeah. And you say that he also like spent a lot of time building furniture. Yeah. So some of the furniture in the house that's like on camera was furniture that he just built that's while really cool. he was like preparing for the role. Yeah. Wow. The other person that actually looked at casting for this was Nick Offerman. Yeah, <laughs> for his <laughs> superior furniture. furniture building, we need an actor who can make his own furniture. <laughs> Actually, Ryan uh, Ryan spent almost all of the money he made on this film paying Nick Offerman to teach him how to make furniture. Mm. Plus, Nick Offerman was too handsome for the part, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. I, we want an average Joe. Like, yeah. if I'm thinking about like handsome, I and you ask me like, okay, Gosling or Offerman? I'm Offerman every time. Offerman mm. every time, without question. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. But uh, I was going to say that w when I knew the movie had me hooked and I kind of didn't realize, and maybe this also speaks to my bias in thinking that she never loved Lon, Lod, whatever his name is, Lon. was when the scene where they got engaged. And uh -huh. I was like, I audibly said to my TV, I was like, what? No, you're not. This isn't how it's supposed to go. <laughs> you know, like you love Noah. And then I was like, oh, I'm into it. I had no idea. <laughs> uh, that, but that was the moment that you were like, oh man, like I, I, the story's got me. I didn't realize how in, like I knew, like I was like, I knew I was enjoying it, but I didn't realize how into it I was until I spoke to my TV. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, don't do that. <laughs> You're making a mistake. That's hilarious. Well, Tyler, I mean, you picked this movie and obviously like we know that you really love this movie. What, what are aspects of this movie that make you love this movie as much as, as you do. Yeah. I think it's one of the few like r romance movies that's shot as well as it is. Like, I feel like the cinematography on it is really good. I feel like they did a, a really good job with, um, some of the period elements, like all of the like production design and everything like that. Like none of it felt like hokey to me. It didn't feel like, um, it didn't feel cheap. It felt like it was really like they, they tried really hard to, to make it period. Um, and I love the, I love the 
the story of the, uh, you know, the fact that Noah literally never gives up mm-hmm. like that, that I think is the, the element of the story that I love so much and maybe why I love the old couple so much and why it's so why that hits me in a, in a different way is just because like, no matter what, no matter when she didn't write him back for seven years or when she was like kind of trying to decide between him and lawn or, you know, when they were young and they'd be, you know, get into these crazy fights that they would apparently have all the time. Or when she got, uh, Alzheimer's disease and like didn't remember his face at all. And everyone just keeps telling him just give up. Like he just never gave up on her and never gave up on the relationship that, that they had. There was like an, uh, a line that I thought about what you're talking about that when, um, she's leaving again and then she's like, we fight all the time. He's like, yeah, that's what we do. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell you when you're being annoying, you're going to tell me when I'm a conceited ass and we're going to work at this because that's what I basically he said, like, that's what I want. But, you know, didn't he say something like, I'm going to tell you when you're annoying, which is like 98% of the time. Yeah. Or something yeah, like that. yeah. I thought that was kind of a funny line. And I thought it was interesting how Tyler, you were telling us before we, we started recording that, um, at the beginning of filming, Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling, like couldn't stand each other. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't at all. And, uh, Cassavetes, the director, sat him down for like an intervention to like air out their differences. And it worked even so much so that like, I think during production of this and maybe for a little bit after for, for a short period of time, they actually dated. So two of three of the Dan and Athena movies so far have had actors not being able to resist the romance of them. That's right. Start dating. That's right. That's right. And you know, it's kind of funny. I've always wondered about that. Like the first time I ever really thought about this was, um, you remember Disneyland used to have like an Aladdin show. Yeah. And, uh, I remember sitting in that when I was a kid, not like young, young, but you know, I was probably maybe around that around the age that I saw this, maybe around 14. And, uh, I, you know, uh, Aladdin and Jasmine kiss in the show. And I remember thinking like, how can you do that like a hundred times a day or however many times they're doing this and not fall in love with this person? And like, I think that's true of these movies too. Like I think when you're in such, when you're acting such intense feelings for another person, you got to kind of catch them a little bit. Yeah. Especially because you got to like make yourself actually feel the emotions to make it the most realistic version. So they, they, I think they make themselves actually feel that way. Right. I was gonna say like, I can't act, so I don't know how it works. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know what they're doing, but I had just always assumed that they just were able to separate themselves somehow from everything. Sure. I guess not. Cause actors just date each other all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out of romantic movies, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Gosling even does that with, um, Eva Mendez, who he was in a movie with later on down the road. Oh really? Yeah. From place beyond the pines. And I think they're married now oh okay yeah so ryan just uh that's where that's his pool of girlfriends <laughs> I think is so yeah like whoever he's acting against love interests. <laughs> yeah. i think my one of my favorite uh, i mean i love this movie it's one of my it's probably my favorite uh romance movie um one of my favorite lines comes from lon actually mm. and it's after the affair happens and he, he says something along the lines of like, you know, the way I see it, I have three options. I can shoot him. 
I can kick the crap out of him or I can leave you. But the problem is none of those three options leave me with you. Mm. Yeah, that's a good a good line. That was where I felt that was where I felt because like at first I didn't like him for no reason other than he wasn't Ryan Gosling, <laughs> you know. And then I felt for him and then I was mad at Allie. I was like, why yeah. why'd you do this to him? Like why didn't you just go back? To, yeah, to, uh, yeah. Noah. It, it made me love the man that I'm not supposed to like connect with in the movie. Yeah, it was when I realized he hadn't done anything wrong. Right. You know? Where I like at first I was like, oh, he's so full of himself and whatever. I'm like, oh, he's just he's just trying to be, you know, <laughs> yeah. like he's not doing anything wrong. He's just like he saw a girl and he dated her. He had no idea who Noah was. Right. Which I think that like speaks to like how well this movie works that like you, you don't hate the the anti-protagonist, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you can't help but, like, feel for him. Yeah, and I, I didn't and, expect to. And even the mom, who, like, is another, like, very hateable person by the end, like, you sort of get her. So I, I didn't. I wanted to ask this. Um, I want to see what you guys think about this. Like, uh, the mom taking Allie to, uh, you know, the lumber yard, whatever, and showing him the guy that she had feelings for, like, mm-hmm. her Noah, essentially. What do you think she was trying to accomplish during that? And, did she do the right thing? I have no idea what she was trying to accomplish. I was thinking that I was like, what are you doing? Like, are you saying to do it or saying to not do it? Cause she's like, Oh, I love your father. But sometimes I come out here and I stare at this guy <laughs> and think about what I, what could have been, but like, you know, it wasn't right. Look at he's, he makes no money. That was why yeah. I couldn't feel for the mom where I was like, Oh, she's still like, I feel like she's still against it, even though she has lived this and she doesn't even feel for her daughter and she's still pushing her away from it. Well, I think she did feel for her daughter and that's why she was trying to make those harsh uh, like judgment calls in her life to try to prevent her from going through the same thing she was going through, which was being split on, did I do the right thing? Right. Because there is this other guy who I'm still interested in. And at the same time going and trying to say, look, he didn't amount to anything. So it's kind of like all of those things together. Yeah. And I think what she was trying to accomplish was just to, uh, for for her daughter to see that uh, she knew something about what she was talking about. Like there, there was like, uh, like I, I get it. I understand. I uh, have uh, an interesting bit of trivia about that scene in particular. Uh, and it's not really about this movie, but uh, I watched this movie with my girlfriend and she's Indian. She's watched a lot of Indian movies. And she was like, apparently there was an Indian movie that was going to be up for an Oscar, like for an international film or whatever. And they copied that scene pretty much word for word. And so it was disqualified because they, they plagiarized <laughs> that scene. from the notebook. Yeah. That's, funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, I mean, it's really a good funny. scene to plagiarize. It's a good movie to plagiarize. Oh man. Um, All right. Another question for you guys. Have you guys ever seen any other Nicholas Sparks movies that have come anywhere close to this one? Yeah. I, I don't know what Nicholas Sparks movies. Like, I don't know a what walk to mo- remember. I, oh, yeah, I always I, forget um, that that's him. I never watched A Walk to Remember. I remember um, my mom and sisters really liked it, but I think I was pretty young. I don't think I would have even appreciated if I wanted to watch it. It was older than The Notebook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was uh, either very early 2000s, like this was 2004. A Walk to Remember might have been 99. That was like the OG Fault in Our Stars. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Fault in Our Stars was just plagiarizing a, a Walk to Remember. The only other one I even like know of his is Dear John. Dear John, I never yeah. watched it though. I didn't see it. I saw it. It doesn't come close to the Notebook, but uh, A Walk to Remember definitely does. It's just made. It's an MTV movie, so it's it's that's a teenage movie. Like we were talking about teenage movies earlier, and like that might be the best teenage movie in my opinion, uh, or you know teenage drama or whatever teenage romance like walk to remember is woof so good this is a I, little bit more older though yeah i uh i've seen a walk to remember i don't remember much of it but i remember liking it yeah that's another one i i cry at the end at for sure still i watched it last year and i cried again at the end um but yeah so i think that's the notebook yeah Jake, can you start spinning up the servers? I told you we went serverless. Yeah, but that, that doesn't work? make sense oh, to any of us. Uh, it's just all somebody else's computer. Oh. That, that's what serverless means. So you we're just stealing processing power from other people's computers? We're paying for it. Oh, okay. I thought you said you built a house out of our servers. Yeah, I'm using this to buy GameStop stock. <laughs> oh. He moved he moved RP off of those servers. Do you have our names and ownership? On no, that? no, just Dan. <laughs> it's all in Dan's name. <laughs> yeah, I figured, you know, when the lawsuit happens. <laughs> <laughs> they go after him. <laughs> yeah, he's the HR guy. That's what they do, right? <laughs> He'll take care of it. That's yeah. right. We have a yeah. couple good lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, what would you rate this movie? Um, I'm going to give it a 7.8. Scott? I'm going to give it an 8.5. Jake? I'm going to give it an 8.2 letters per day. And I'm going to give this movie an 8.7 uh, crying in the rain. Uh, deep cries in the rain. So just as a reminder, the other guys inexplicably gave this a 53%. That's just that's crazy. still insane. <laughs> you, know what, you know what all the other guys were saying? Like, why are there so many old people in this movie? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> uh, this movie more than maybe any other movie we've done is one of those movies that I've had people like say, like, how have you not seen the notebook? Right. Oh yeah. Like, I feel like that's the movie where everyone is just like, you have to see this movie. Yeah. The most prolific romance yeah most people would agree one of the most prolific romance movies and i don't think i know a single person that doesn't like it yeah so where's this 53 coming from <laughs> i don't know yeah i've never spoke like not that i'm talking to that many people about the notebook but i've never been like hey you seen the notebook and somebody like yeah i hated it <laughs> trash <laughs> you know, trashy old it's old people uh imdb I started it there's some old guy and old girl and i shut it off <laughs> imdb gave this a 7.8 percent or 7.8, not percent, 7.8. And uh, on Rotten Potatoes, uh, the notebook is an 83%. You know what? Could have been like an 87 if there were less old people. <laughs> That's fair, Jake. That's very fair. Well, make sure to tune in next week. Uh, Scott has uh, our last our last movie in uh, Dan and Athena Appreciation Month. Yep. We are going to be watching the James Cameron classic that we talked about last episode because Jake likes Avatar. oil things. <laughs> Avatar, Avatar, the last airbender. <laughs> the last airbender the movie. movie or sh- oh, I'm going to sit that one out. Wait, it's a new one. It just came out. It's from James Cameron, though. It's not from. Oh, uh, yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. Did it's the not M. Night movie. Shyamalan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're watching, the t- we're watching <laughs> Titanic. Just- <laughs> oh, what man. were you going to say, Zach? I was going to say, James Cameron is just 
at this point never making Avatar 2, is he? No. It's in production. Yeah, but well, it's, yeah, it's no. been in production forever. Like, when did Avatar come out? Like, the, 15 years ago? The, yeah. the joke was is that he directed Avatar, bef- I mean, uh, the last Airbender movie before Avatar 2. That's why I wasn't going to say the joke, but then you made me say it after the fact. <laughs> but he, he didn't, unfortunately. Yeah. We had Shyamalan. Yeah. M. Night Shubaduba. I don't know if James Cameron would have made a much better adaption. No, I don't think that there's any good adaptation, if I'm honest. Isn't that... Oh, Netflix was going to... I think it's dropped now. Yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> they they right. fought with the creators over creative differences, and I'm like, well, who who do you think is right in that? <laughs> yeah, that's insane to me. <laughs> like, they made it. <laughs> All right, Scott, do you have any final words to take us out of here? What year was... Two-